Your suite is ready. Girl, we are in there. Listen as your day unfolds. Challenge what the future holds. Try to keep your head up to the sky. Lovers, they may cause you tears. Go ahead, release your fears. Stand up and be counting. Don't be ashamed to cry. You You gotta be, uh, you gotta be bad. You gotta be bold. You gotta be a bad bitch. Hey guys, welcome back to Urban Sweet Talk. It's me, Tanya D. AKA, I am Queen T. AKA, I am a real nigga. Hi, Marla. Lady M417 on Instagram, never on Twitter. Did she ever come out with anything after that? You gotta be. I feel like she did. Oh, ooh, fire. She did a song with Babyface. I feel like she did something else. That's all. What was her name again? Desiree. She did. Romeo and Juliet. Soundtrack, really? The one with Leonardo DiCaprio and Claire I'm going to have to do my Google because I don't remember. That was her. She did that. Welcome back, guys. We have missed you. I feel like it's been a century. A month of Sundays. Um, Marla, how was your week? My week was pretty great, actually. I um, I helped host my cousin's baby shower over the weekend. And that's that's another guy child of mine. Another another guy baby for me. Child. And we have family oh we have family fly in this weekend and we all hadn't been together in a while. And you know what happens when you and family ain't been together in a while? Impromptu shit starts to happen. So I end up prepping and cooking at our barbecue on Sunday. That was not in my itinerary for Sunday, but that's what I ended up doing. But we had a great time. God bless your heart. Yeah, we had a really good time. It was good hanging out with my family, being with my family, and realizing, yo, these motherfuckers really are crazy. And there's a reason why we all live apart <laughs> for no, a while. but when family gets together, you know, it's, it's always a good time. No, it's it was, yeah. It good was laughs, nice. you know, make yeah, fun of people. Yeah, it's been good vibes the whole week, so family, work-wise. So it's been a pretty good week. How was your week? Um, or weeks, because I really feel like I ain't seen you in two. I know, like I'm, I'm actually really good. Um, just you know, I mean, schooling. Taking your hair care. changed twice in 24 hours. Really, it was okay. So, <laughs> really, it was like four times. And um, for those that don't know, that I'm also a part of the Love Less Than Badass Soul podcast. Yeah, because it was one color. <laughs> colors pretty much every episode episode i've done for the visuals my hair is different different. and so he always gotta be like this isn't a new host it's still tanya but um no so story time guys i tried the hair paint wax because i've been seeing it everywhere and i was you know seeing it on pinterest on like youtube and i'm like oh shit i do want to try it anytime you see something on pinterest but you know how i feel about it anytime i'd be like you know i could do this Totally so she this. went and she did it. Did. And, um, I mean, it's very, very messy, but in all fairness, it's just something that rinses off with water. It's, yeah. it's not much to it. Um, it's cute. My review is it's cute for a photo shoot in specific, something you only do for like a couple of hours, mm-hmm. and then you wash that shit out. Because if the moment it dries, it's flaking everywhere. everywhere so it gives you a pretty color so i think it's good for visuals like Mm -hmm. a picture or something like that but that's that's all it's it's done for but prior to that i had already dyed my hair blonde so 
There's that. And then I couldn't deal with the fro no more. You know how I, know. I feel. It's too damn hot. So, um... So instead you put long plaits. Correct. My scalp is free. Okay. I can feel a breeze through these, through these boxes. Uh-huh. So speaking of breeze, let's get into some good black-ass news. Let's do it. Uh, black, y'all, and I'm black, y'all, and I'm blacker than black, and I'm black, y'all, and I'm black, y'all, and I'm black, y'all, and I'm blacker than black, and I'm black, y'all. I'm blicking black, blacker than black, good black, black-ass. Black, <laughs> what is going on? You, you get on my nerves. That's what's going on. What do I do? Good black-ass news. So Tyler Perry and BET are launching BET Plus streaming service, uh-huh. which starts today, September 19th. For $9.99. So my question is, because apparently it's going to feature original BET programming from a lot of well-known producers, such as Tyler Perry, of course, Will Packer, amongst other people. So it's going to feature original programming um, and such like that. So my question is, BET has a network. It's been a network for a very long time. Of course, it's no longer owned by us. Correct. So... My question is, what is the point of the streaming service? Um, I guess, like, kind of on the go. Besides the money. Because they're looking at, at, at companies like a Netflix, and yeah. they're looking at a Hulu, and seeing how much revenue and original series they can create, because although BET creates original series, it's not like you're going on there for that and particular And they never thing. last. They don't, but maybe they have the ability to if they have a streaming service because BET itself is not a streaming service. No, it's not. And I'm like, I'm trying to think what could we possibly want to watch on BET Stream for $9.99 a month? Baby Boy the second, Baby Boy the third. No, because that plays all day on Sundays. Martin plays all night. Why Did I Get Married or some shit? Every single... What else they got? Um, Maybe they may bring back the game. All the Tyler Perry movies. The game? Yeah. Do we really need the game right now? No, we don't need any of it. But I'm just giving them the the benefit of the doubt. But I understand why they would want to because that's just the way that kind of like people are moving as far as being entertained. Yeah, I think they're getting to a place. People are canceling their cable and getting the fire stick and yeah, already has streaming services. Everyone's so. coming to a place where, and especially since a lot of these cable ne- cable providers are losing certain channels, like Xfinity, Comcast, whatever, down here don't carry WeTV anymore. So if you want WeTV, you have to get that separate to the exorbitant amount that you pay for not for exorbitant exorbitant bitch i read Child. i read sometimes okay words well anywho i i'm not saying i'm gonna pay ten dollars a month to watch bt because why but mm-hmm. i hope y'all succeed i guess tyler perry's making a lot of good moves though i'm not gonna lie tyler perry's been doing some really good quiet um he situations. still owe me plenty of explanations about what friend how the fuck did taraji get back on the boat that's all i want to know See, now you're trying to get me mad. This is the good black-ass news. You're right. You're right. We're going to save that. You're right. Because I'm still angry about that. Let me reserve. That movie could have been really good if he ain't go so far. It's a few movies that really, like, got to my spirit. One is Gone Girl. Because what the fuck? Don't get me started. And then it was like, okay, okay, how did sis get on the boat? Anyway, it was good black-ass news. Also good black-ass news. Um, There's an Atlanta couple... Cameron and Jamila Hairston, they launched a Cloud Tech Academy. Basically, it's a software training company that's going to help the black Atlanta workforce okay. find jobs and training in 
21st century technology career. So we know technology is a very huge, right. huge, huge, huge. We're just talking about the cute tech boys at my job, but the huge. Uh, <laughs> you got to be nice to IT. I know that for sure. Oh, I'm always nice to IT. <laughs> I'm always nice to IT because they fix all my stuff without me having to put in a ticket. Just the fact of what they know with Girl, technology and computers. I, just be nice to your, your tech person, guys. You always definitely be nice. have to be nice to your tech person. But yes, they, they are trying to... So they launched this academy basically to help train and prepare um, other black people to go out into these technology fields. Because again, while tech is a huge business, really the main minorities that you see, quote-unquote minorities, are... Middle Eastern descent or Asian descent. Um, Otherwise, it's mostly beige folks. So black people in tech is still a very small demographic, especially black women in tech. But it's in high demand. Yeah, it's in very high demand. So, you know, especially black women in tech, which brings me to my next piece of good black ass news. Yes. Spelman College just secured a $2 million grant from the Department of Defense. Really? From the Department of Defense. To help them expand their STEM program at the college. Hmm. All this black ass good stuff. <laughs> so basically, they have a program called, um, well, the Center. It's the Center of Excellence for Minority, Minority Women. And it will serve as the hub for all undergraduate research and training activities at the college. So basically, they're going to learn about it mm-hmm. in college. And then that's going to send them all out into the world. Application. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, Spelman is a very predominant black college in Right. Atlanta, Georgia. So all woman college. It's the answer to Morehouse. So of course, anytime black people get into STEM, put your daughters in STEM, put your sons in STEM. These kids are playing video games all day and they're modding these games and they're switching them around. That is all part of tech. If they're into that stuff, put them in these summer camps that are being offered in your city. I know Opelika had a free one. Um, Last year, I think the city of um, North Miami had one this year. Like, if you have kids, instead of having them sitting around in the house during the summer, a lot of these local municipals offer these free programs, even if it's for a few weeks, just to get them started or get them interested in it. And, um, again, I will put my son in front of a computer before I put a football in his hand. So, there's that. I think I just give my kid options. (laughs) You could throw that funky-ass ball. You could get musty. Smell like outside, or or it could be indoors, AC, snacks, and a computer. And also, the beauty about working in tech also, you could work from home. You ain't got to yeah. get up and leave your house. You really can. And you know what? Working in tech does give them a lot of flexibility. Yes. Um, because you're basically an independent contractor for the most part, unless you are... Uh, working for like a major company for the most part a lot of them can work independently yeah um through contracts only and that that, that is very beneficial because you are valuable you know i mean you, even if they make work, yourself an asset yeah even if they're beholden to a company under a contract a lot of people I've, i know a lot of people in tech they also have side situations going on as well so that's also a great thing so you can always have a second stream of income coming in that doesn't interfere with your regular and you could do it from the comfort of your bed in your pajamas come on now all right so also good black ass news congrats to jeezy because he just bought all his motherfucking masters which is amazing because jeezy i'm glad you brought that up what happened not that but he's dating um jenny 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 i don't know my chinese girl fluff yeah and She's everybody thought Chinese. she God was the girl me. from um, Sweet Life. <laughs> Sweet Life. <laughs> that Brenda song was over there minding her own business. To do with y'all. She, in her, she in a whole ass different relationship living her but life. But did you see that clip of his now lady basically saying that 
white keeps her lean and she keeps black on the side. Like she likes black guys, but to keep her lean and mean, you know, like basically that's my, my preference is white, but I like to basically play. She said it on The View. And so everybody's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. The real. Oh, my bad. Don't do that but, to Barbara Walters' program. Child, you're Don't right. do that to her program. You're right. So I know Barbara Walters has been on the tap into the little black meat too now. Child, I think all of them. I uh, mean, it's a very common thing. It's a very common thing. I mean, you know, it goes way back. Not to teach y'all no history lessons, but it goes way back. Everybody wants to be standing next to a white man for appearance to state, but you want to get fucked by a black man. That's why... The whole interracial porn industry is so fucking right. big because that's what they want. That's Everybody wants to see the very strong and virile black man going at a little. They also like to white get woman. those I date uh, black men haircuts. You know that Bob. You know that short Bob that got like also good streets. black ass news. <laughs> Boondocks is coming back. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Aaron Magruder will need. be will be um, executive producing as and writing so as we, before. We talked about that a few episodes ago. I know. So is it like solidified now? Like they're gonna start working immediately? So you gonna do my news for me, or you gonna let me? Do oh, it? I don't know. Go ahead. <laughs> so it has been solidified. They have been picked up by HBO Max. Not only have they been picked up, HBO Max has already ordered two seasons of the of the reboot. So, Aaron Magruder has come out and says that he is happy to be coming back to do Boondocks because he does feel that it is very needed right now. And I'm glad we have at least two seasons because, you know, Aaron, after a while, he's going to be like, I don't do this shit no more. I'm going to just step away. <laughs> I hope not. I hope, I hope that, not, too. You know, because <clears throat> it... it what Dave Chappelle is doing right now yeah. is what the Boondocks was doing for us at that time. Yeah. It was kind of giving it to us in a very matter-of-fact kind of way. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, it makes us laugh. It's entertaining. But um, what people... I, it was always interesting when people did watch um, Boondocks. is like, although Riley was so ignorant and he was just whatever, I'm like, I don't think people realize that the, Riley is us. Like, yes. Riley is the audience. <laughs> And um, I, I would look forward to it because it's been so much shit going on and we need that comic relief and we need that we satire. Do. Um, so I look forward to it. I can't wait. If you have any good black ass news or you are good black ass news, hit us up, Urban Sweet Talk Podcast at gmail.com or hit us up on any of our socials, Urban Sweet Talk Podcast, or you can hit us up directly at our personal um, social medias. Don't be stupid. <laughs> okay. I've been saying that. Constantly. Don't be stupid. Don't be stupid. I say it when I'm driving. <laughs> I say it when somebody approaches my desk at work. Don't be stupid. Don't be stupid. Because unlike everybody else, I do believe there's such a thing as stupid questions. You got to lay the groundwork. You hey, have to. Whatever you about to say, don't be stupid. Don't be stupid with it. All right, let's go ahead and get into some trash and Which is your get favorite. some dumpster diving. Um, so <clears throat> I feel like it's a lot this week. I mean, every week. Every week. And every day. Extra a lot. Um, Okay, so the A B situation because in the middle, of course, of our last episode, things were really like literally unfolding as As we were recording. recording. And now, uh, an additional person has come forward saying about they were um, sexually assaulted, and it's just so interesting how I guess. I, I watch now how the victim gets blamed, mm-hmm. right? But <clears throat> it's sometimes it's like the convenience of everything raises suspicions, and I don't think people are wrong for that. I don't believe in coincidences. 
Like, I don't think people are wrong for thinking that this is just like a money grab, you know, trying to get the bag or whatever the case may or may not be. But I was talking about this before. And as far as like rape allegations, of course, like the percentage of women that lie about that is so significantly low. People have no idea. You know, so people are literally being sexually assaulted, being raped, being violated. So, um, I mean, there just isn't enough stats to say that women are lying. Yeah. <clears throat> Howsomever, and I'm gonna be very. I'll probably get some flack about this, but I don't I really will. care. Fuck y'all. Go ahead, friend. But I feel like there is no equivalent to men breaking our hearts. You know what I mean? Women are emotional, and we do hold on to things. We do. And so, a lot of times, when our feelings are hurt, we do act out. Because we don't have an equivalent to that. There is no breaking a man's heart equally. If he say like future, you belong to the streets. And, you know, for whatever reason, y'all fall out, shit get disrespectful. Mm-hmm. And he basically tell you, get the fuck out of my house. I'm not saying this is what happened. I'm just saying, period. If this is a situation that happens and he basically just dump you, leave you, ghost yeah. you, whatever, there is no way to emotionally hurt him back outside of his pockets and reputation. Well, to visually see him hurt, yes, it would be that way. Right. Because men don't express because emotionally that That's hurt. what I'm yes. saying. So, a man can know that our heart is broken, we've, we're disrespected, we feel unappreciated, whatever. Yeah. But there's no way for women to to equally yeah. hurt him that way. Yeah. And so, because... And the only thing that men truly care about, one, is their reputation, their power, and their money. So... Dicks, too. The only way that women can really, really, really affect that man is his pockets. Yeah. Right? And so, outside of murder... Rape goes right under there. It's, it's one of the most heinous things you could do. <clears throat> and because, um, even if it's not true, yeah. the accusation, the accusation alone, alone is, is will fuck up your reputation. Yeah, it's detrimental. Fuck up your bag. And I feel that I don't think it's out of the ordinary or that it's impossible for a woman to do that. And know that they're really, as far as violation, outside of murder, like I said, um, rape... It's something that is so, right now, it's literally, you're an emotion away from a, a sexual assault. Yeah, because it's, like, it's an emotion change. So you could be having sex and maybe he's too aggressive because the other women before that um, liked the aggression. They liked the choking. They liked the restriction. Even if they were saying no, they liked it. Yeah. And so when you get to that other woman that doesn't, yeah. In his mind, all women kind of like this. Yeah. So I'm doing this because you like this. And women aren't always verbal when I've said this before. We aren't always verbal. No, we're not. When we feel violated, and we kind of either just suck it up and get through the sex and just and be done just with be it. Done with it, or um, and because it's rare that women really, really give a whole bunch of pushback. Yeah. So um, I could see in this case, like Antonio, like he gives me a very Nino Brown ass nigga. You remember how he, you know, pushed his beige girlfriend down, pour champagne on her? I feel like situations like that with men like A.B. who are ego-driven, that I can get another bitch just like you. Has a snow bunny wife. You know. To have the perfect kids with. All of of these things. And I could see him violating her, her not liking that, never saying that really. But now when, I wouldn't say it's convenient because it's never convenient for a victim to come out, you know. It's never convenient to blow your life up. Because you become a victim from Not that point on. Not convenient, but it is kind of suspicious. It's as very well. suspicious yeah. because also she was getting married. Yes. So it, it was a it was a lot, and then of course we found you know that we we'll won't say we, but the internet 
found videos of him and her kind of lounging the around. The internet will always find shit. Let me it tell does you. not lose ever. So, it wins all the time. And it's not a justification to say that she wasn't violated because in those times that they were being they probably joyful, were okay. They were okay. So we can't account for what may have happened. But I will say that I do understand the skepticism that people yeah. naturally have, yeah. especially when it is somebody that has <clears throat> money, power, reputation, whatever. Well, now you have the second woman who has come forward and she's basically saying that she's not pursuing any type of legal yeah, action against him. That. And now it's she just wanted people to know what she feels. So now that that continues to raise the suspicion part because why would you want to come out with something like this? You, he's a public figure. The, the, the ball is literally in your court right now. Why would you want to come out with this information and just to be like, well, I just want y'all to know, but I'm not going to pursue any legal. Right. Like what is the purpose? So what, what was your purpose for this? Because you telling us this information with no type of, action meaning you're not pursuing any type of um, you just want us to know you just want us to know you're not you you don't want him to pay for anything that he's done <clears throat> but you don't want suspicious. him to have any consequences to what he's done so what is the purpose at this point so people are already suspicious with the first woman who came out and now you're coming out and you're saying well i just want you guys to know that this is established behavior Okay, it's established behavior, but what do you want to do about this because as far as i know it both women are still within the what is it the time frame of statute statute of limits thank you they're both within the statute of limitations so my thing is neither one of you are are pursuing um legal actions what is it that y'all want from this and on the flip side of ab you have kevin hart who was caught with that woman that he was oh my god and now she wants to sue him for 60 million dollars first of all is he okay like i'm assuming he's okay no no, he's home he's recovering from from his wife actually came out with a statement a week or so saying that he had been released from the hospital he's doing very well he's just recuperating at home the rock also came out and said that he's recuperating well as well but now you're coming with the the timing like the timing of this like what is the time and especially since when the initial reports of his accident came out, they were staging it to seem like he was in the back seat with another woman being chauffeured around. When really he was in the front seat with the driver, and the woman who was in the car is the driver's wife. Suspicious ass timing. Suspicious ass timing. So it's like, um, I always number one, I'm a woman first and foremost. Right. And rape is one of those things that it is. I think it's uh, outside of being murdered. I think it's one of the worst things that can ever happen to you because somebody's violated your person. You cannot change your body. Right. Like you can't change your That's, that's it. You're stuck with this body. So I always err on, we need to listen to all of our victims. But again, because we're in this very heightened me too era right. where if somebody, they, they classify everything under the rape umbrella, even if it's not rape. You get what I mean? If it's inappropriate to, in any sense, they automatically classify it as the same thing as rape, and it's not. And because of this era that we live in, we have to do, we have to allow due process for some of these, um, for, not for some, but for all of these people that are being accused as well. Because, again, people do lie. Some people do lie. And once it's out there, it's out there. So now... Here he is at the Patriots, one mm-hmm. of the best lucrative situations that right. he can. It's a good look for him. And as soon as you you haven't even played a game yet, and the all ink this wasn't shit comes even out, dry on that contract. Wasn't even dry on the contract, and all this shit comes out. And again, the NFL has taken so much flack 
not only for you know all these players with the domestic violence, the 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 actual players, rape. Because Ben Roethlisberger rapes. is a rapist. Yes. So <laughs> they've been taking so many hits left and right, and they're just trying to you know clean up their face a little bit. And here we got this situation with AB. I mean, AB's antics have been going on all summer. Now, now we have this. So it's like, bro, it's a lot. It is a lot. He seems to be in good spirits. Yeah. So, I don't mean, it, it could all be a show, but it, it's, I think that what we need to do in, that people that aren't involved, right? Because we're not involved, we're the public. We're yeah. just watching We're it spectators. But it's like, we need to take a step back before we start picking sides. Yeah. Right? Because we know both those things. We know that women can lie and we know that men are like the most dangerous people on this planet. Yes. So, I think that we all should kind of just take a step back yeah, and, and let it out. let it unfold as it may because I already see people um the way the, the narrative that they're taking towards the victim and you know you know AB what why would he do this because he's this type of person it's like that's not a justification no because those same people if not more for more reason do these type of things it takes one bad decision really it takes literally one bad split decision it doesn't matter if it's if it's if it's outside of that person's character to you. Right. You don't know who people are behind closed doors. I I tell my friend this when you're in a bed when you're in your bedroom. I feel like that's the most that's the most honest you are with yourself is in your bedroom. But when anytime that you're alone, anytime that you're alone, even but I when you're say in the, the car. Yeah, I always say the bedroom because significantly when you go home, your bed is your your bedroom is your sanctuary. That's where you mm-hmm. that's where your wig come off. That's where the lashes come off. That's where the bra come Jesus when the bra come off. Bra come off at the dough. At the dough, but you know that's where you're you're your most vulnerable in your sleeping state. Mm-hmm. So you have no idea who a person is. People will curate whatever you say it all the time. Mm-hmm. People will curate whatever they want you to see. Mm-hmm. Not only on social media in real life, it's a lot of imposters walking around here. Mm-hmm. You'll be surprised the type of shit people got going on behind closed doors but I think like we're, we're all like that though. yeah we're all like that but I feel like just give people that space to figure it out right? yeah let due process take its course right so uh, moving forth I hope we're not talking about AB next week there's two weeks in a row we don't have to bring up the NFL it really just depends like who got time for this every day something sh- some shit comes out so I don't know every um, day we may or may not but uh, we'll follow that and we'll talk shit about it once it's updated so, moving forth, um, did you watch Power? Yes. Okay. Um, Proctor is... Uh... Wait, I lied. I haven't watched Power. But what? I know what happened. Tanya, you know what my life has been like these last two weeks? Yeah, but... I haven't watched any type of television. But I do... I have a gist of what's going on. I let my cousin ruin it for me. So, it's okay. I'll watch it later. Yeah. So, Proctor, being a bad bitch that she is... I love... Um, Proctor. Really just killed his wife, baby mama, ex baby mama, you know, all that other shit. Do you so. blame him though? Um, I don't. That nigga pressed nine one. He's dealt with a lot with her. Never mind. <laughs> but you know what? You know, um, some people were saying that they're shocked that Proctor did that, and I'm like, have y'all not been watching his character? This First of all, whole look time? at his company. Let's start there. First and foremost, as the company he keeps. Mm-hmm. I never see a nigga had no friends. I don't see him go out. Um, I'll see him go to karaoke night. I'll see him do nothing. But remember, to tolerate ghosts. Proctor and is I mean, so we have Tommy. we have James, same Pat Jamie, who has been shown to be this dual character, right? Right. He's got the Jamie character, and then he's got the ghost, the ghost character. Mm-hmm. When in reality, Proctor has kind of been living that his entire life because Proctor, while he is an attorney and he is on the technical right side of the law, his entire family is the fucking mob. 
His yeah, whole family well, is the mob. So he's always had that duality. he's always been in that duality space, that gray area space. So when my some of my coworkers talk about it, they're like, I can't believe he said I'm like, Y'all are shocked by this? He's doing what's best for his daughter. But he's always been this person. Also, because Sax gave him that little recorder, the little oh, Jesus. it was on the book bag in the room that this was happening in. Yeah. So um I don't know one how Sax is gonna get it. If if Proctor figures it out, I don't know. I will say that I am impressed by this past episode because the, the episodes prior to that was losing me. I think that's kind of what it's. It been was for giving me. me very novella vibes, very young and the restless. The first episode, I was kinda, like, I can't. I was like, I don't know if I can deal with this. Like all this back and unnecessary back and forth with James and 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 and, th- and Tommy. I was like, man, come on, but what then, is happening? They gonna find a way to bring this bitch back into my life. Now she's a motherfucking apparition, and I'm sick of it. Okay, when she, when Angela Valdez died, I expected not to see her face no mo. Okay, but now really, they didn't found a way for her ghost to be. I'm like, really? wow. I thought y'all was gonna be done with this bitch. Of I'm sick not. of it. You gotta I'm see the little scrawny night. But it was a pretty good episode, and um, I am looking forward to next week because I do kind of want to see what happens. Um. <laughs> So, oh, wait, wait, wait. So, I was scrolling the interwebs and how I came across, I think it was like Charlemagne's page. Yeah. And he posted this clip of Killer Mike at the Revolt Revolt Summit Summit that that happened over the weekend. Right. So, um, I watched the clip. out of Miami. I mean, I don't know. I mean, it it is what it is. But I I did get some great perspective out of watching it, though. I I didn't expect it because when I watched the clip, I was like, oh, okay, yeah, because that's kind of what Killer Mike does. But then I was like, you know, I'm going to watch it in its entirety. Yeah, because so you saw they, the response that he gave and you didn't see what prompted exactly. what led up to it. Yeah. And so, um, you know, they had Candace Owens, um, <laughs> some other guy from Trap the Vote who was kind of useless in the conversation. Probably. You had T.I. Tip, um, Harris. Articulate Harris. <laughs> um, there's an, and two other young ladies. I forget their name. I'll get it in a second. But... Um, when I watched it, and you know how people feel about Candace Owens. Like, do you know Candace Owens at all? I know who she is. She's very polarizing she, to the black community. She is. She's and, extremely polarizing. And I, okay, so I found myself agreeing with her, and I was like, hmm, okay. That's the thing about her. There are things that she say you kind of agree with, but then how she goes about certain things just it's just ugh, it's that's why she's so polarizing the thing is that she's very like unlikable yeah she's very unlikable and she's very defensive she yes. seems very childish um but because she is echoing the rhetoric that um y'all 45th <laughs> trump supporters and those alike yeah you, you know so of course they're going to catapult her to this because she's very very smart you yeah. know what i'm saying and she's saying something polar opposite of what most black Americans are saying. Yeah, she was very anti-Black Lives Matter movement. She's, right. She's very anti-Democratic Party. Absolutely. She's very for black people going back to the roots of Republican, the quote-unquote Republican exactly. Party. Yes. And, and, and because, and so she's basically, and anytime that she started to speak, the whole audience was moaning and groaning and you would hear men kind of talking loud so that they can over-talk her. Yeah. And I was like, Really taking in the whole experience and not just the panel because I was like, this is exactly what's wrong with black people. Um, 
And she's telling us, I'm like, you're, you're, you're letting people manipulate you by emotion. And so they know that all they have to do is get black people emotionally dredged up and we're going to, Oh, we want to black lives and we want to this and that. And it's like, what Killer Mike is basically saying is like, like he said, you're fighting over when Tip and Candace got into an argument Their because argument, she yeah. said that um, making America great again, make America like great that. again, and he was like, at what period was it great? And she was like, you're waiting for all these gotcha moments, all these quotable moments, which is true because you have a lot of people who do get on panels like that, and they're kind of pandering to the audience. They're saying what the audience want to hear. Whenever the audience go woo. Yeah. they give more of that and it's like you're not being honest yeah. you're, you're a- appealing to the masses and T.I. has a huge quality in that like yeah he says things and as soon as he was like well you started with some bullshit she's like you're not letting me finish my statement yeah. you started with some bullshit the crowd went rock- wild and I said that's what's wrong with black people we're not listening because we're too busy being entertained yeah and we're too busy attacking and who's right and who's wrong. We're and not listening and we're not retaining anything. My Twitter no thread. Correct. Yeah. And you're missing the fucking point. And that's what Killer Mike had to bring yeah. it right back around to and say, hey guys, you're fighting over which master is the best. It's the best. And I'm saying, kill your master. So you're over there and I'm over here. Let's get together and figure out how we can blow up these fucking slave houses. Yeah. And it's okay and if we have different correct. difference of opinions. And because you need that. But yeah, you need but, the but best of But our ultimate you. goal is still the same we're trying right. to better our people so we you just need have the best of you need the, the the best of candace you need the best of ti you need the best of killer mike and the two other young ladies and i'm looking for their names now but you need everybody's contribution yeah and because you have to have something actionable yeah. and when he said that it almost took the crowd by like surprise yeah. and i saw people those cheers didn't come as frequently because they had to stop and really, and really think about what he was, he was saying. saying yeah and when he's saying go back and read all of these books since a lot of some of those books um aren't very pro-black you know what i'm saying so <laughs> and so they were like oh but when he started naming marcus garvey and you know all of a sudden everybody was they're was cheering black. so when when he said certain books i forgot the name of them but candace always like yeah read that it's just she's so unlikable and defensive but it's not that she's saying anything wrong no and even so polarizing even when she said down to the immigrants i had never ever considered that right because a lot of time and it's not to say that only hispanics um, immigrate here um, yeah. because there are also other black people that need to to come to America for whatever reasons but to to be fair a lot of times when um, Hispanics do come into the country yeah. and they do have children and the children get rights to vote um, we watched that happen right here in South Florida Girl. where all of the Cubans were Republicans. And, and so you're allowing, and I hate to be this person, guys. I'm really just trying to be fair here. But as far as black people are concerned, we've been here since the 1600s. And, and you know what I'm saying? And we have not found a way to really coexist with our oppressors because we're still in this situation. Yeah. And then you have people who are able to immigrate here, start a new life, build companies. They've learned. And then they adopt the mentality of, of, the, oppressor. of the oppressor. And so it still doesn't fucking help us. But them. when we want our rights, we don't say we want black people rights. We say we want civil. We mean everybody, human, everyone. And that's fair. But it's also like, when is it going to come a time when we're going to go... We need these X amount of things. Yeah. That's actionable. Yeah. So what he was saying is we need to go to our local, state, and national politicians. We should have like a 10-point um, uh, 
uh, I, I don't know the word, but it's like a 10 point uh, note or whatever that template. basically template that basically says, if you can't meet our demands here, then we can't support you. Yeah. But the only problem is what was happening on the stage just because the opinions were different. You could, people couldn't even shut their mouth and allow it. They don't let, they even don't when they were saying Trump gave X amount of money to this black organization. They, he's given it to this organization yeah. and this and this and that and we don't want to hear that even if he did do it because we hate because we hate him we're not going to look for anything good that nigga does yeah so we've casted him as a racist we've casted him as an elitist a dumbass and it's not to say that he's not those it's things it's not to say that but because he definitely again, is both of those there's things. the duality of every human so um, that actually brings up something that he said in response to the Bahamian immigrants coming here, mm-hmm. um, refugees, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, he, he said something to the effect of, and while he could have put it in a better way, mm-hmm. I ultimately did agree with him. He mm-hmm. says that we need to be careful before we just let everybody come here because there are bad people who ran there and, mm-hmm. Before we let them back into our borders, we need to make sure people are on the up and up. Now, again, what happened in the Bahamas was devastation. And I agree. Everybody is so emotional. Again, Mm -hmm. everyone's so emotional. They're looking at, but they lost everything. But I remember the 90s and the gangs that were down here Mm -hmm. in the early 2000s. A lot of them were my people. By my people, I mean Haitians. You know how many fucking drug dealers, murderers, and people like that who skipped town, pending trials and shit, and ran straight to the Bahamas? I know. This happened. I've known a few. Mm -hmm. So while he said it, while I don't agree how he said it, what he said was some real ass shit. Because we're letting these people to come back in here. That's what we got to get through. And it's like, I didn't realize, I didn't know I would get to this point. You know how I feel about 45. And uh, most of this this show, he's he's complete shit show. But I think that we have to get to a point where we're not so emotionally invested in what's happening. We You're allowing your literal hate, yeah. your disdain, your whatever you have for 45, whether he called places shitholes, whatever the fuck he has done. If you're willing to look past it, to see the actionable things that he is doing, I can't contest to what he is and isn't doing because I haven't done my research. But it's like we have to stop being so emotional. Yeah. And so because this is and this is what she's saying to us. And the Democratic Party does that to us. And so they come in our neighborhoods and they don't know what's going on with us. And they claim to. But But I remember being in elementary school and we did like a mock voting voting thing and oh, i remember yes and i remember bubbling in republican and my teacher was like you're not a republican you're, you're, a, democrat. you're a democrat yeah. you're black you're a democrat well that's why i i don't identify as either because right. like i said when obama first ran i was not going to vote for obama i was actually going to vote for mccain and i know people are going to come for me about that because at the time McCain was a war veteran. He had been in politics for... Obama had no experience. You get what I'm saying? I'm like, we're coming out of Bush. Bush was a fucking catastrophe his last four years in office. It was a fucking catastrophe. So we need somebody who knows what the hell they're doing to come in. And while I like the look of Obama, I would love to see a black president there. I don't want a black president there just to say that we had a black president. But that's what happened. And that's exactly what happened. What what, What ultimately made me not vote how I was going to vote because he put that stupid woman next to him but other than that I was not going to vote for Obama I loved him I liked him but even when he was in office there's a lot of shit Obama did I did not agree with so like a lot of that was just let's just get the nigga in there yeah because he's black and that is the emotion that we're, we're yeah. talking about um it's like yes 
um, you do want to get out there and vote. And and uh, the moderator Jeff Johnson yeah. brought up a great point in saying that I'm not voting because my ancestors died for me. Not to say that I'm not appreciative yeah. of what they did, but we can no longer keep using that as the reason. And the better reason is like your kids, your kids' future. You know what I'm saying? The future for Black people. Yeah. And to carry that on, it's like, yeah, you do. Like, Killer Mike was bringing it back. Like, yeah, but we do stand on the backs of those people that did <clears> sacrifice. <throat> yeah. But the emotional part of it, like, don't tell me to go vote because my ancestors did this. But then there's nothing benefiting me. Right. And it's like, the okay, so you're what they're doing is picking between um, shit and more shit. You Basically. know what I'm saying? And then we're put in places to... Um, Choose the lesser, yeah. quote unquote, of evils, and there is no lesser. There's no lesser. They and and I've never seen this before, but it is the same. And this is what they give up options. Do you want Coca motherfucking Pepsi? You know it's what I'm saying? Shit. Do you want McDonald's or Burger King? What, same shit. But the, the problem is that black people don't have our own. Yeah. There is no black pup, you know, um, political party. No. Um, so we don't have a flag. We don't have language. We don't have a constitution, like they were saying. We don't, and we can't. We are coming together and having these um, meetings to figure out who we are going to identify as in but America. But we're too busy fighting each other that we can't. Over change. Trump or this other over person, or this shit. person or this other person. Yeah. And we have to get past the emotional part of it. And yeah, we probably hate Trump, but we really probably should just look at what he's actually doing and getting done. Yeah. Because it, then when you watch and you research and you see him get shit done. Again, we have done, not done our research we on have this it. yet. But I'm going saying. to because you yeah. know how I feel. Yeah. <laughs> but... I feel like I'm going to do my due diligence. And what I learned ultimately from watching the entire thing was because there were two young ladies. Well, it was Candace Owens and there was another young lady and I can't find her name. Um, But she's also a Trump supporter as well. And she was kind of giving a little bit of the stats of what he contributed to the black community. And um, him also um, basically putting money into Atlanta into black communities. But what T.I. was saying was true, was basically like, we all know that rich people put their money in places to cover up their assets and tax for tax Always. issues and things like that. So it to me it doesn't matter your reasoning behind it. The fact that he did and other other presidents or other white people may have not. I don't know how I feel. I wouldn't say I'm a Trump supporter, but I'm saying that I'm willing to put my guard down. Just a little I'm bit. I'm willing to no, it can be completely down because he can't hurt me. He can't beat my ass right now. Very true. So um, I mean, this is the same man who said the light bulb is what makes him the the energy efficient. He light said bulb. he never even heard of a hurricane fire. So category, category five. Said the, the energy efficient light bulbs are what makes him come across as orange. Again, <laughs> that man is seventy something, probably see now. We don't know what's going on with him, but I just want us as a collective to just move past emotion so that we can get something done because and all this time is just dredging up emotion with no actionable Well, that's result. the idea of it because when you're emotional, you make rash decisions. Right. And rash decisions usually have long-term consequences. And just to go back to what you were saying about the voting situation, I have always been a proponent of local voting. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, do people actually realize when they go into these ballots, do they pay attention to the people on the no. ballot? Nobody pays attention to like, you know, y'all always talking about free day day and free so-and-so and they and they threw the thing at first of all, y'all be doing all this shit, all this scammy, y'all never put no money away to hire 
an adequate enough attorney, y'all get arrested and y'all gotta y'all are at the mercy of a court appointed attorney. Mm-hmm. Somebody who's overworked, underpaid, and could really care two fucks on what happens. You're going to, your to life. jail. Then on top of that, you're leaving your decision up to a judge who you probably voted into office and you have no idea. Mm-hmm. Like nobody knows who they're voting into office, who they're doing anything. And again, the presidential election is always the big ticket item because that's like the national situation. But it's your local people that affect your everyday life. These are the people who affect your everyday you know, situation all the time. I thought that. I thought that too. And I I was like, damn, like, you know, because like if you can't say who your state, your your city officials are, your state officials are, then you're as lost as everybody that's else. That's what I'm saying. And These that's me. People who make decisions <laughs> for like I. Like I always say, and it's not to knock anybody, until you own property, you don't pay attention. And even after you do own property, you don't pay attention to the people who are who are governing your city or your municipal. There are things that happen within my city that I'm constantly looking into because little things that they vote about raises your taxes, raises your property taxes. Sometimes there's value that you're losing in your property and you have no idea. People don't go to city meetings anymore, which used to be like a huge thing back in the day. Um, people don't go to city meetings and they're not, they're, they're causing themselves a disservice disservice because a lot of decisions are being made about your front door and you have no idea. It's just, you mm-hmm. get something in the mail. You're like, well, when the fuck did this go into effect? You get what I'm saying? It's, it's really interesting because like, I, I'll, it's like, although I agree with you, yeah. I also feel like these are politicians and to the core of what they are and what yeah. they do, it's hard to even put your trust as a black person. No, no it's and, completely understandable. So when people don't know, it's like, and they're getting flack for it. I also don't really feel anything because, um, we all know how corrupt the political arena is Girl. in general. So they will put on that representative mask and say, yeah, we're going to do this for you, Marla. We're going to do this for you, Tanya, and your community and this, this, and that. And then when you get them in office, they don't do it. And there is no repercussions for that we because we're not, we're not yeah. holding them accountable. Yeah. So it's like, I really don't. You know, again, unless we have it's a black a party, to it. it's always a good side. There's always a bad unless side. Unless we have to a it. black party, then I mean, I don't really know anymore. Um, I thought Child. I knew, and I wanted to be a part of the political scene, but I, I really got into politics. Don't know. Um, but anyway, moving forward, because we were talking about that that panel, I want to talk about another panel that I confused the confusion. Okay. I don't know what the hell was going on with that Malik Yoba interview in the Breakfast Club with the other three individuals and the confusion. I am the confusion. When Malik Yoba basically said for any, you know, women that are naturally born and they pounced on him and was like, "Uh -uh, uh uh-uh, what you mean naturally born? The... The gender assigned by the doctor. I said the first ge- of all. The what? First of all, what do you first? First, what first, agenda? First of all, I am the confusion. First of all, as what? someone who works in the medical field, and even if I didn't fucking didn't, the doctor does not assign oh, your gender. God. Last I checked, your you know what genitals and reproductive organs are just flat out. Let the doctors know what you are. Just flat out. Just is either one or the other. It's just. It's only two. There's only two genders, really and truly. There is male and there is female. Now, when you go through, you know, life and you become trans, whatever, trans woman, trans man, like, I think that 
Why would they even bring up the fact that why would you know the correcting him and saying naturally born woman as if that's some type of fucking cuss word to be naturally born a woman like naturally have pussy pussy juice lips clitters like all those things reproductive or reproductive organs um ovaries like why do you think that us having all of this additional organs and all this doesn't make us natural naturally born that way um, because in order for a trans w- woman to to fully be invested into, you want the pussy that I have. You, I, I just don't. And, you want the pussy, and that that's I not have. natural to get. Okay, so you want the pussy. There's, listen, there's something unnatural that does have to happen <clears throat> in the course of the surgery to for that person to fully be trans. <clears throat> Excuse me, friend, I'm um, sorry. for to have a gender reassignment, and it's like. Um, that part is not natural. Being born, like coming out of my mother with a vagina, um, I mean, it just says it right there. So it's nothing that was left up to the doctor and he was just... He wasn't like... He said, depending hmm. on how the doctor feeling. I said, oh, ma'am, that is not how this works. So that was my biggest problem. Not just that particular situation, but that was my biggest problem with this quote-unquote interview. This Malik Yoba and company interview was very... It was very distorted and it was very, very strange. It was very strange and very distorted. And my thing is, I believe Malik Yoba is still coming to terms with who he is and what he likes, which is fine. But I also believe that he's not he has not allowed himself that self reflection or that time to come to terms with it. Or to better understand it himself. And instead of taking that time, he's taking the entire world on this journey with him. Mm. And because he's confused to my to, to how he portrayed himself right. based on the interview, he's invited the entire world into the confusion with him. Because while I'm looking at, I'm watching this, I'm because re- I read the comments and everything, everyone had the same comment like, huh? Like, a lot of people logged into to watch that, like, everybody said that they came on here hoping to gain some type of clarity. Not on necessarily Malik Yoba, but on the trans community itself. Right. And a lot of people said that that's why they, they clicked on the in, on the interview, because there's a lot they don't understand. And they left the interview more confused than when they started. It was like... I am they. <laughs> I am... Th- like, it's a lot. Even the woman, even the woman who was sitting next to him, she was like... That's don't a trans me. woman. That's a trans woman. She was mm-hmm. like, don't address me as tranny. Address me as a woman with trans experience. Huh? So every time I refer, and that's the thing with the pronouns, and it's like, I do understand, you know, getting to a point in your life and wanting to be called something else. People have changed their names. I understand that. But the more complicated, like people are just coming along in the alphabet community like we are just starting to be more hip or, or educated about certain things yeah and and i do see more people trying yeah um and i do see a lot of ignorance but i do see a group of people that are trying that are trying really, to and understand it's, and it's growing with every situation that interview did nothing but confuse us and confuse and themselves not only that the breakfast club did exactly what the breakfast breakfast club does um, is they stir the pot in the confusion yeah. because there were three of them. They all have opportunities to kind of combat those things. You have Angela who's standing there, who is a naturally born woman who didn't say, Hey, um, I think that's, um, fuck shit. 
who just, she just basically went along with it because Angela, even though she likes to know that she likes to add, oh, I have a friend who's this and I have a friend who's in the church, but she does not, she does not like to stir the pot directly. Like she'll do it as a collective with the other two, right. but she won't do it so that she's not personally attacked. Right. And I noticed that with all, she was silent most of the interview and I'm like, bitch, this nigga just basically came out and said that the doctor decides your, your gender. Based on how he's feeling Based that day. Based on how he or she is feeling that day. Bitch, who the fuck? That just What the fuck in hell? It just isn't how it works. Then the whole, you can't separate kids in school. The whole girls line up on one side, boys line up on one side. Oh, we need to stop that. The reason, you know why we did that in school? Because the girls' bathroom was on this side and the boys' bathroom was on that right. side. And then he made another very ignorant comment, which I felt he he should have. He was like, everyone's bathroom at home is a trans bathroom. Yes, because it's exclu- it's it's all inclusive because it's in your right. home. Your it's home. private. I'm not saying I don't agree. And there are a lot of places that have unisex yes, or bathrooms. Are. There are a lot of places that have it. I'm not saying I don't agree that, because regardless, as long as it has a stall, I don't care. I'm going to... I hate public bathrooms first and foremost. Right. But as long as it has a stall, I'm going to handle my business and leave. I'm not going to be looking under your stall trying to right. figure out what you're doing. It's not my business. Or what you have. Or what you have. I don't care. But for you to say, <sighs> oh, you I have an you. all-inclusive bathroom in your home, we should be able to... Bitch, where's your fucking... Re- That's my home. I of course it's all-inclusive. Bitch, I paid for this shit. There it's was private. So, there were so many opportunities for, for Charlemagne, one of them. One of them should have stepped in. They're ignorant. I, I I was expecting. They perpetuated, Angela, and I get it. Yeah, I was expect. They're ignorant. I expected them to be the ignorance. I expected Angela to be the voice of reasoning or to to have the empathy. And not. But you and, know what it was. But not just empathy for the trans community. What about the empathy for natural born women as well? Because another argument. That, I'm sorry to cut you off. Mm-hmm. Another argument that keeps coming up whenever they talk about trans women is heterosexual males or people that don't agree with the lifestyle are saying. They can't have children, which is an attack on natural born women who can't have children. Right. Why do you use that as the barometer to determine to what a woman that. is? That does not define if you're a woman or not. Whether or not you can, there are women who are naturally born who don't have the ability to have children. All and that's not fair that, that you keep throwing all that of as the, the reproductive argument. issues that that happen with women, like even myself included, like that can happen to women that are very traumatizing. Very traumatizing. And to say that, well, I'm a woman now, and it's like I can't say that I completely agree, and it's like, I don't want to argue about that thing. No, because I can't tell you how you feel inside. Correct. But I know how I feel how inside. How I feel, and I, I, know, know, I know the struggles I go through. I know how I feel every month. I know that for fucking sure. Beyond that, I know the struggles but that I go through. Also, and it's not it's not to belittle trans women, but it's, it's, it's to say that being a woman and womanhood is not just... The makeup, it's not just the walk, the attitude, it's not the hair, the wigs, it's it's not those things, it's not the accent. Womanhood is something that's very, very deep, and I feel like now it does feel like it's being a little bit trivialized because you you can have someone say that, Well, I feel like this now. So that's what I am. That's what I am. And I'm not knocking that. At it's, all. it's just to compare it to, like you said, like women that can't like why would you even why is anyway, that your that that damn episode interview that interview, was a fucking mess shit show 
And people were confused. And you know why? I Almost I feel like they didn't respond as much because they seemed so fucking defensive about every little word yeah, used. Yeah, like Charlemagne even... It's like walking on eggshells. It's like... One of the, fir- one of the good parts of the interview was when Charlemagne asked Malik Yoba to... He asked him directly, well, what do you define yourself as? Right. Because one of the first things Malik Yoba said when when he started hogging the fucking microphone, that's the other thing. When he started <laughs> hogging the microphone is that he said he came out with this story. I mean, he came out with his truth mm-hmm. and he said that the entire world decided for him that he was gay and he was up here to clear the air and all that stuff. So Charlotte, so of course, naturally the next question would be, bitch, what do you define yourself as so that we can address you as such? He just says he's a man that likes women. No, no. Before he said that, he told Charlamagne, well, what do you define yourself as? What are you? And I'm like, why are you turning? Like, it was a lot of questions being answered with a question. I'm like, also, so there was one time when he's like, yeah. So like, when did you come out? Right. And he's like, oh, we need to just change that conversation because why should my life be up for discussion? Like, when did you decide that you were straight and it's like like you said just answering a question with a question but i said okay but when you're coming out it is a pivotal moment we don't have a lot of pivotal moments he was stepping out coming out (laughs) i want the world to know (laughs) but no like so he's at he's admitting to this thing and so the person is just oh well why do my why don't you have a heterosexual coming out story i'm like because it's not the fucking same stop pretending like it is the same the same you guys there's no problem being unique you're different it doesn't matter how we see you as long as we respect you as long as we respect your your body your person as long as you are respected it should not i don't understand all of this what i need in order for me to be this way i need yeah you need safety he asked the black. You need to be lady, living, be able to live your life without yeah, scrutiny without fear or fear. Just kill you, yeah. Yes, all of those things should be given to you as a person, like a civil right. Yes, you should have those things, but you cannot manipulate how people perceive who you are. Like yeah. you can't control that. You cannot. You put this information out there. You can't control how people receive it. Period. Period. You can't control how people react to it. And it, it was when Charlemagne was asking the the. The black woman, because the the Spanish one ain't say shit the whole time. Um, you know, she's like, "When did you? When did you know that you were a woman?" Which is again in the trans. Um, I don't want to say struggle, but like in the trans evolution, right? Right. That's what you hear. I've known since I was six. I've always felt like I was a little girl. I've known since I was fourteen. I've always felt like that is what they always lead with. I've always felt like a little girl. I can remember as far back as. Seven, I thought I was a little girl. Right. I started playing with my mom's makeup dress. So he asked a valid question. And if you're saying that you're trying to help the youth and stuff like that, there are youth right now who are struggling with what they feel mm-hmm. with. And instead of you taking that time or that opportunity to educate, mm-hmm. again, Charlemagne is ignorant, not ignorant in a bad sense. He's ignorant. He literally too. doesn't he know. He literally doesn't know. So some of his questions can be probative and you know where you were coming. So why were you shocked? And so defensive. So defensive. I'm like, bruh, this could have been a big teaching moment. And instead of it being a teaching moment, you turn into this defensive over explanation and, you know, don't question me about my, bitch, you put this out there. We could have been living our lives great on a Saturday. Had we, we would have never known because we don't give two fucks. Tapped us on our shoulders. You tapped us on our shoulders and put this shit out there. And then now you mad because we don't get it. Like, come on. And Your I, own ex-wife did not understand it. It's just like, I just, I just feel like there just needs to be more progressive conversations 
had or let it go. Like there's only two options because you cannot force people to um, speak to a certain way. You can't force people to do that. Now, like I said, everyone is entitled to safety, to to be entitled to live their lives freely without the scrutiny or fear of being hurt or killed or anything like that. And that's for anyone clear across the board. But again, you don't get to decide how people react or perceive if they want to be around who you, you are. Like you have to just be so content with who you are. It doesn't matter how other people think and feel, so long as you are being respected. And I feel like that's what we need to bring the conversation back around. Is so long as you are respected and no one is is attempting to kill you or hurt you in any kind of way or disenfranchise you. Listen, go live your life. But we cannot keep up with the pronouns. We cannot keep up with the. It's a lot. Didn't Sam Smith come out the last language week saying I'm non-binary? I just, I'm non-binary. Please address me as they or them. And I'm like, listen, y'all are confusing everybody. We're just we're babies, okay? We're just catching are, up because again, these people on the Breakfast Club came out with new shit. Don't address me as tranny or as this. I am a woman with trans experience. But, but you see how we, we had Dada on the show. If you and even Dada was confused. And she said, I don't really mind tranny. And this is the same thing. Like, I hate to loop it around, but this is the same thing that I was talking about with black people. We, don't, we are not on one accord to demand any one particular thing. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, we want police to stop killing niggas. And we want all of these things. And we want reparations. But we do not have... Some uh, an actionable plan to get this done, and I feel like on the other end of that, the alphabet community does not have an actual plan to get this done. And it's like I feel like just as long as you are respected, I think we should all just be progressive about that. So uh, now that that trash is done, wait, it's not. It's not more peace. Give me more. So um, you remember the woman who? Bonded R. Kelly out of jail back in February. Oh, is this camera on me? Her name is Valencia Love. <laughs> well, apparently, <laughs> the bitch feels some type of way. This is my favorite song. <laughs> I hate you. Apparently, the bitch feels some type of way, and she wants her hundred k plus. She wants a hundred thousand dollars. And what the judge said. Girl, listen, she had a $100,000 back because she said at the time that she posted his bond, she had no idea that there were other pending allegations because the, <laughs> the bitch don't watch the news. Then on top of that, Honda. not only did she pay $150,000 to get him out of jail, she also paid $50,000 worth of his back child support on his behalf. So she mm. wants that back too. But I don't know if anybody told Miss Big Dummy. Big dummy, dumb asshole. I don't know if everybody told her dumbass that he's currently in jail and awaiting trial, which means he ain't got no fucking money. Plus, I heard they released him out to Jim Pop, so I know that's fun. That's oh, that's really fun for him. Oh my god, that nigga is singing his ass off. I'm sure he is. Oh, I love this song. This is all great. Like, Y'all know how I feel about it. Bitch, Rob. what did you think was gonna happen? Is this camera on me? Oh, I'm glad. And then she's like really asking for reimbursement. Yes. <laughs> and they're like, like um, she's really upset. Like I knew him personally and we were friends and I thought, you know, he would get back on his feet. A hundred thousand dollars, bitch. The judge was like, um, yeah, about that. Don't know how to tell you this, but we don't do that. Ain't going to be no reimbursement, bitch. We don't do that here. So also the Emmy nominations were released. I'm assuming last week. Cause somebody just mentioned them to me. Mm-hmm. So pose, which one of our shows yes. was snubbed. 
Um, also, just two things. Pose with Snub. And then number two, This Is Us with Snub. The, I can't remember the actress name who plays Randall's wife. She yeah. was snubbed again. And everybody is up and roar about that because she deserves. She, uh, she deserves. Um, but the, the surprise for me, Game of Thrones was nominated for 32 Emmys. That's not the surprise. One of the Emmys that they were nominated for was Best Writing for Season 8. Who the fuck was... Were they watching the same Game of Thrones we was watching? Susan Kalecki Watson. I'm pronouncing her name wrong, but that's the actress from This Is Us, and she do deserve. But Game of Thrones, um, first of all, um, anything for visuals, fuck y'all. Yes, you had great visuals, but there was a whole episode we couldn't see shit. Somebody should have turned the lighting up on that, and I don't see how y'all being rewarded for it. Also, y'all shit it all over that last season. It was very much just like, uh, girl, when is the shift over? Girl, I got things to do. Apparently, they got a lucrative deal with Netflix now, so that was their thing that they were trying to hurry up and wrap up Game of Thrones to run over to Netflix and start doing their shit there. Listen, they want their coins and the blooms and that's all. cool, but y'all ain't had to just throw this together like this, like that. Like y'all could have did better. Really was thought like any kind of way. There was actually Zephyr Hill bottles in certain scenes. We remember and the Starbucks. Cup. Starbucks, they stop giving a fuck. Um, they didn't care. But um, yeah. So anybody that did get their um, Emmy nod, congrats. congrats. And those that did not, um, y'all were snubbed and y'all need to revolt. I agree. Are you watching the prequel to Game of Thrones? No, the fuck I'm not. Like they get, they've gotten all of my attention, all of my time. Um, <laughs> fucking John was a Targaryen for no fucking reason. No reason. Um, what's her face gave birth to a demon for no reason. No reason. There were so many good stories in there that just had no uh, conclusion, development, nothing. It and just fucking, fucking Drogon just took her body and just disappeared. Don't know like what Like the dragon happened. just knew it wasn't John's fault. And allegedly just blew. And let him go. Man, don't get our blood pressure rose up over this. Y'all know man. I love that show because we are blurts. But listen, this is, they really fucked us over and we don't get a do-over. So they don't get to get me with a prequel. No, fuck them. Side note, <sighs> I need suggestions on what to be for Halloween, so y'all hit me up and let me know what I should be. Ooh. Don't don't be stupid. I I'm gonna tell you after the show because I have a great idea. But yeah, am I gonna be a bad bitch? Oh yeah. So wait, we gotta go to Pinterest anyway. <laughs> anyway, because I know that we're gonna be in somebody's um, establishment shaking our ass to and fro with a drink. So, um, let's get into the topic of the day before we get out of here. Um, I feel like we should have drinks. I've been very good. I haven't had any alcohol. I really anticipated on making a drink before I recorded this show, but I don't we know what happened. I got, I got this sidetracked. You were so happy but to see me. I was, because I did miss you. But I want to talk about something that has resonated in my life personally. Madal said resonated, y'all. Resonated. Um, what I realized is that, you know, sometimes when you're trying to change and you, you, you make small changes and you kind of are proud of yourself for those small Give changes, pat you back. pat yourself on that back <clears throat> when you make those small changes and you really feel like you're progressing and evolving and, and moving forward and then something dawns on you or you, you kind of just open your eyes to realize that you're not changing all that much. Mm-mm. Because it all moves, it takes... The needle's not moving that much. All it takes is a similar situation, a similar emotion... And you're revert back. And you're right back to who yeah. you were. And there are times where you like, you know what? 
before when you you came up to my desk and asked me to shit now had you asked me before i would have been a bitch but right now i have grown so this is what i'm gonna say and you got we a think, camera in my office <laughs> we think that in those small instances that's those opportunities of growth and we kind of like avoid those big areas we need to change mm-hmm. in and we we supplement it with the tiny changes yeah because we feel like it adds up oh all these little tiny things right. i'm doing will add up to the big change when really no bitch, you got that big change you gotta hovering make it. over you that you you're try not to, doing like you kind of look at the corner you see that change over there you're like mm, i ain't gonna do it today. Right, that that major change that you know is going to affect your life and yeah. you just don't want to deal with the consequences of whatever it may be. Cause it. So you put it on the back burner. So yeah. the question today is just that is do you notice that there is there are things in your life that you either resist or avoid changing? Um, I ask you. You always ask me because you like to be all in you, my business. You here, boo. Not the point. <laughs> we got ghosts in the, around here somewhere. So it's some spirits lurking. Um ain't no I can I can definitely I do avoid certain changes. Why? Um, Because I hate... I hate the feeling of it sometimes. Because whether it's vulnerability is going to have to come out of it. I hate... You know how I feel about being vulnerable. It's not... I don't like being uncomfortable. So it's Mm -hmm. one of those things. And change is not a comfortable thing. It's a very uncomfortable thing. Mm -hmm. And um, funny fact is it, it actually took my boss, my now boss mentioning to me some time ago saying you don't like change um and i was like what do you mean because i feel like i'm a very adaptable person i am but i don't like i don't like change and it took her telling me that to make me kind of have to um take a step back and look at things from different angles versus how i was carrying on and it's allowed me to be a better coworker, a better employee type situation. Like I could just think of that off the top of my head. But there are a lot of things personally that I try to avoid as far as changes are are concerned. Which you know, for somebody like me who does avoiding very well, or who did avoiding very well, it's difficult having a friend like a Tanya or some <laughs> other people who are very probative and who can see right through your shit and will call you on your shit. And then you're like, well, goddamn. So now it, it so it. it it's it's not fun when you have those type of people in your life because they will call you on your shit and I'm I'm very fortunate that I have quite a few people like that who can see right through my my BS. We we all need it. And yeah, like, we do. For on a personal tip, so there was a relationship that wasn't that great um, that I have in, or had in my life. I really did cry. Really ran ruined my whole bottom <laughs> bottom eyeliner. You know because like I was um, like in the mornings I get up I drink lime I get hot water I drink my lime water and um, I'm it was good for your digestive it's, it's good for Those you. Do that. It's definitely been helping my belly area like I'm I'm very happy. My bitch but is skinny y'all. I get up and I go on on my balcony it's a lake, it's a lake back there and I kind of just kind of just take it all in sometimes or meditate or what have you. And I started to read this book and I don't know, something dawned on me that said, you will not be able to move forward without resolving these big things. Yeah. And it's like, you know me, I'm, yeah. I don't shy away from confrontation she at all. Not. I embrace confrontation. Not that I'm confrontation. No, I don't. I'm not combative. If like I want to argue. She's going to come with it. Right. But I mean. I have no problem with confrontation, but when it came to that one relationship, how are we friends? Because I don't like confrontation. But that's the balance—the yin and the yang. Very true. 
Um, in this one particular relationship, I kind of just avoided altogether because I just didn't want to deal with it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I didn't want, because you know how we do that thing, like I said before, like we try to match energy. Yeah. Oh, you don't talk to me, I'm not talking to you. You treat me like this, I'm going to treat you like this. And I just realized like that's not what life is. You mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? You have to be so consistently you that other people have to adopt. And if, and they have to, I mean, adapt to me. And so what I found, what I realized what I was doing was, although I don't, I don't mind confrontation, I want to have sit down conversations and I want to uh, psychoanalyze and I want to do all of this. But when it came to that area in my life, I avoided it altogether. You just and shut, I, the, and I, shut the blinds on it and bro, refused to open I was it. like, oh, so I'm a fucking hypocrite. And I don't, what I realized is like moving forward with, with my journey, I don't, I want to do everything out of love, joy. <laughs> And of necessity. Yeah. So when I have those relationships, like I don't feel like it's fair. Like if a friend calls me for advice and I give them all this great advice and I'm not practicing what yeah. I'm preaching. And I realized that. And I said, I don't want to be that person that's yeah, not being truthful. And so I'm like, I want to fix it like today. Yeah. And I mean, I went out of my way to avoid this relationship, avoid any kind of contact with this person. And then I realized that I, I was shrinking myself to allow this other person, person to, to fit. fit. Yeah. And I don't do that in any other area in my sure life. Sure the fuck don't. And I, I found myself shrinking. And I said, but I'm too, and, and it's not egotistical at all, but I'm, I'm so amazing. And maybe a little egotistical friend. No, not even. <laughs> it's just, I feel like I'm a, I'm a good person. You are. And... Why should I stop being that to, just match, to make that person comfortable you know what or what just to not have to deal with that? Yeah. Why would I do? Why am I compromising myself like that for the fear of like, where did fear even come from in that, that ultimately that ultimately made right. that other person win that right. whole situation but to me? Like it's not and even it wasn't a, a cop. It was never a competition. There is no win or lose in that. But for me, I feel like. The only way that, and and because I heard that's this thing that said the only way you're gonna move forward is when you to let this go, when you let go of those big things, mm -hmm. when you resolve those big things, then it's gonna allow some room. That that, that wasn't a promise like oh you're gonna win the lottery tomorrow and once you resolve the situation, but that same day I did resolve it. I apologized even if I felt like I was wrong or not. Yeah. I just offered it. I held the person close to me. I spoke from sincerity yeah. and it was felt and, and it, it was, was reciprocated and, and it, it was, was reciprocated. Correct. Yeah. yeah. And I never thought Look like making up the words. Together, girl, friend. Even if I thought of all the scenarios of how that would have went down, I would have never, never in a that. million years. I mean, I was shocked when we were texting and you told me like, huh? Remember right. my face? I was like, right. What? Because I felt I felt so good knowing I didn't do it because it's the right thing to do. I didn't do it because um, I'm faking it till I make it and just make this situation mm -hmm. good for now. And, you know, no, it was very, very genuine yeah. to me. So it almost didn't even matter how, she, that's when how the person things, was going to respond. But to that's it. when those things need to be resolved. That's when that change right. needs to take place is when it's genuine. Because right. when you try to do things and it's not genuine... That is felt, and that is you that create is, a war inside. <laughs> so, which is why, while you say that you realize that you were avoiding it, I don't think at that time when all of this was going on, 
you were in that state of mind to be genuine with it. You get what I'm saying? It took, like, my it journey you, yes. was exactly the way it, it was supposed been. to so be. So once you became, mm-hmm. once you got to that genuine part of yourself right. to deal with that situation, right. it all organically came together. Right, because I was I was expecting anything. You could say, I agree, Tanya, or fuck you, Tanya. But Regardless, you're going to get this. I was going to say it anyway, and it way. wasn't. So that's the point of me saying, I'm not going to change yeah. because you're you're that way. If I'm a loving person, I'm not going to get to you and stop being like that. Yeah. And if I'm a bitch, I'm going to continue to be a bitch Correct. that's just who I am. Correct. But the more you hide, yes. the more you avoid The more you resist. hide, the more it's revealed. Oh my God. Trust me, I learned that the hard way, so I'm just tired. And so this is just a small, I want to say, well, yeah, it's just like a small area in my life. It's but a small iota. Now that I realize that um, the world doesn't end when you resolve these things, Isn't the, the world the world doesn't end when you even put light on this big problem. Because everybody, I feel like everybody has one to three big big issues that just hovers over them, and we magnify it to make it so huge. Why? Because you've just made all this. You've you've had time to do all the crazy shit you do in your head, and you talk about it, and you go over it, and then you think about it, and then we. It's kind of like how procrastination works. You make it such a big deal. Like, oh, I don't want to do this. I don't want to do it. Like, you push it off. You keep pushing it off. The whole time of not wanting to do it, it could have been done. It could have been done. I've learned. I've been so good with my procrastinating. Hey, look at I've you. Been on, I've been on my shit. Progressive. I've been on my shit, bro. Where is flow? I even pe- Listen, I'm flying out to Boston tomorrow. I even packed already, friend. Wow. And everybody who knows me knows wow. I literally pack. On my way you to the airport. What? That was because I was talking shit last time. <laughs> she really did. I was like, work on your goddamn self. You should be ashamed I, of I was like, you've known for weeks that you were leaving town. And you know what? Just to have a moment of, of transparency, another person who, like I said, I have probative friends. Tanya is very direct with her probing. And then in this exact situation... We have Alan. Y'all know him as Pussy. Fuck him. But anyway, <laughs> he's another one of those people that can kind of see through your mm-hmm. shit. And he always tells me, he's like, Marla, you're so amazing at coordinating everybody else, mm-hmm. but you never pay attention to yourself. Mm-hmm. He always tells me mm-hmm. that. He was like, you make sure I got my shit together. You make sure so-and-so got their shit together, but then you never right. do it for yourself. And I used to get so aggravated with him whenever he would tell me that. And I've known him for years. He always says that to me. Truth don't and feel I, good on the I'm like, fucking hate you I th- and I oh, he's like yeah I know but you know I'm telling the truth and it really took me one day to kind of be like okay yeah this motherfucker is really telling the truth like I really do everybody else I make sure I everybody hate I hate you and I hate the fact that I'm saying it to the masses that he is right but it again you sometimes you have to have those people in your life to kind of say because sometimes you're so busy just going through the so motions of things you don't pay attention Ooh. I'm not going to ask specifically because it's personal and I don't want to share that info. Yeah. But with with what I had just experienced and shared yeah. with you and share with everybody, do you see yourself tackling on a very big thing that's kind of hovering over your life yes. and to see if you can actually just resolve it? Because I know a lot of times when we say these things hovering over us, for a lot of people it's debt and I understand that. I mean, that's, um, that's just... The, the American way. We can just <laughs> tell you what we tell everybody to, how to tackle any other problem. You right. take a little piece, right? You finish, you work on that, and you keep it going. I actually already started really dealing with something that's been very major hovering over my... I don't know. It's like the last few months I've kind of... 
um, I've kind of forced myself to sit down mm. and, and, you know, people always tell me I don't sit still. I'm always right. doing shit. Right. And for the first time in a long time, um, in a couple of weeks, I have absolutely nothing to do. I have no project. No, no I have absolutely nothing to do. And I've allotted myself that time to really handle some personal shit. And I'm going to do that. That's what's up. I encourage everybody to do yeah, it. Yeah, everybody should do that. I can't tell you how good I felt yeah. in the moment. Yeah. In the moments after. Like, I felt like I had I had made a monster yeah. out of the situation and out of the person. I had built this whole identity of what that relationship was, why it is the way that it was. No, but I made it that way. No, that's what I'm saying. It was a monster. Right. I made it like the worst thing in the world and I didn't want to deal with this situation. But the reality is, it's like people are very simple. We are. People basically want love, respect, acknowledgement. And when I realized that Everybody is the same. There is no one you cannot get to. They don't have to agree with you. They don't. They can say fuck you, but you heard me, mm-hmm. and you heard my sincerity. And and what and you that's choose enough to do for me. with that information is your. That's business. on you. But for but me, I relate what I had. My to do. I did my part. I did my part as for right. me in my house. Right. Like I, I felt very, very. I felt like I had like a, a new breath. Not because it's going to change overnight. Because it may not. But just the effort that was put in because. I'm a person that feels like if you ever give me any inclination that you don't want me around, yeah. I will give you just that. I will disappear. If you even just a little bit I'm the same make I'll me disappear. feel as if I shouldn't be comfortable around you, I, won't I will fix it for the both of us. I will not be. Okay? You, you is the queen of ghosting. I will make an executive she decision. Is the queen of ghosting. I'll make an executive decision for the both of us and you won't have to worry about me no more. Yeah. And Only I reason thought, why she can't ghost me is because we go together. No. Nah, but I thought that's how you kind of deal, deal with, with situations. So to, to make the situation not bad, I just won't be around, period. Or I just won't be involved at all. You know, to be quite honest with But you're you, avoiding. You know who I learned that from? Who? My mother. What do you mean? I learned that behavior from my mother because that's my mom. Really? And just to be very, very transparent, like... You know how we're always saying that we see our we see our parents coming out of us, mm-hmm. and but we have the knowledge or we have resources resources technology. now to kind of be yeah. like, oh, no, I don't want that. That's my situation with my mother. Yeah, my mother and I have a very tempestuous relationship, not and tempestuous. It's be- yeah, it's tempestuous because when we're good, we're good, but then when we're not good, we're not good, and it's because we're very similar as far as temperament is concerned. But what I always, and I always say my dad is what saves me because I have my dad's logical mind mm-hmm. or what people perceive to be a logical mind. So whereas I'll take a step back and be like, okay, Marley, you bugging? My mother's not that person. Mm. She's always I'll the go. victim. She's yeah. always, you know, and it took me a lot these last few months. Like I said, I already started working on it. There's a lot of stuff I realized I've learned from my mom. Inherently. I've seen her mm-hmm. and how she moves. I've always been like, not to say that I've known that it was okay, but it's just, okay, well, this is how she's been through it. And it's like, okay, fine, it's okay. And then I had to take a step back and be like, bitch, this is not cool. It's not okay. It is not okay. And this is not cool. Mm-hmm. And while I can't force my mom to change, I can't make her be who she's not. That's mm-hmm. 
that's her that's her journey. Right. I can only change myself and I can only fix I hate things. change. I hate it. I hate but it here. Ne- change is necessary. Evolu- change require I mean evolution but requires change. I really I really just wanted to bring this to the show because I just want to challenge I appreciate this. I ch- I want to challenge the listeners too to really just think on those things and have you made a monster out of it? Have you victimized yourself so much that it's all the Ooh, other person's fault? Child, like, have you done it? And, and really figure out whatever that relationship is, whatever that issue is, and to figure out where, one, where did you take part yeah. in, in wherever that disparaging relationship or whatever it may be? What was your fault? Yeah. And apologize for that. Not whether that's who that person, but whatever. But even forgive yourself for that and move forward and try to resolve those issues because I feel like we want to propel in life, but it's so much baggage. You keep adding weights. And you just, yes. And so. Like you're at the bottom of the ocean. You're the, trying to swim up to the, the bigger, surface, but you keep adding the, rocks. The bigger that monster is, the more rocks you're, you're piling on. And over time. Yeah. You know, you realize, like, I just don't want to get to my deathbed and realize all these things, things I could have done. Changed, yeah. And I had the opportunity and time to, but I was so stuck in my shit or and victimized. Too much pride, which we'll talk about next week. Yes, we will. Um, but but yes, and I just wanted to bring that here, encourage people, and just to do things out of out of joy, hey. do things that make you feel good. And sometimes resolving issues you don't like can make you feel good. So, um, listen, welcome to the other suite. We serve ratchetry on a plate. Hey, look, but we serve a side of life lessons with it and elegance. Yes, we wear our cuss words and cursive. We're classy bitches. Um, so yeah, guys, uh, that was just my whole spiel. Um, I love feedback. Hit us up, urban sweet talk podcast at gmail.com. Of course, you can always hit me up personally. At I am Queen T, I am Q W E E N T E E on the so interweb. Uh, get my business. Um, <laughs> um, same thing on Instagram. Don't be creepy. Of course, hit up the shows Instagram, Urban Sweet Talk Podcast. Like, comment, let subscribe, us know what you think. Rate. Subscribe, all that. Also, we love guys, feedback. definitely go on Apple Podcasts and rate our show. Uh, give it five stars or whatever stars you think it deserves. Yeah, my heart too. But really, it deserves five. And Spotify. Leave us a comment. We really, really do enjoy all the feedback that everyone gives us. And um, we get a lot. And we really, really do. And we really do appreciate you guys. I do have a quote for the ending of the show that really? I... Really? Because there wasn't enough quotables in this sermon you just posted. Oh! No, nah, I need a quote for somebody else. <laughs> um, well, every woman that finally figured out her worth has picked up her suitcases of pride and boarded a flight to freedom, which landed in the Valley of Change. Mm. Make that... Change that was by Shannon L. Alder. Um, Marlene, final words. My final thought for the day, ladies, whenever you are wearing white, Mm. it is imperative that you wear dark colored Uh or flesh tone colored undergarments Mm -hmm. so that they do not they're not shown through the white. All right. Also, white clothing tends to be thin a lot, Mm. so if you're going to wear undergarments. We are in 2019, about to be in 2020. If you're not comfortable wearing a thong or comfortable going without underwear, bitch, there is seamless panties that is sold everywhere. Target got them for five for 25. 
You know, I am sick of you hoes walking around here wearing white, even though it's after Labor Day, and you bitches got lines and shit all through your clothing. You know what your hoes need? A slip. (laughs) (laughs) And we'll see you niggas next week. Bye. Don't be shame to cry. You gotta be. You gotta be bad. You gotta be bold. You gotta be wiser. You gotta be hard. You gotta be tough. You gotta be stronger. You gotta be.